This morning I'm going to be reading from John 11, verses 1 through 43. That's John 11, 1 through 43. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was someone who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. No, it is from God, for God's glory, so that God's man may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, A short while ago the Jew tried to stone you, and yet you are going back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had spoken of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go, and we may die with him. Jesus comforts the sisters. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two, uh, two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how much he loved him. 
But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there will be a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear, but I say this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you have sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Thank you, Trudy. One day when I was reading a devotion from a man by titled Wayne Brower on the Psalms, I was inspired to, to tell you a story that is, well, somewhat true, somewhat fabricated, but it's important. I have a son, and his name is Douglas. And he has a girlfriend named Jesus. Now, just to make things clear, a message is always about Jesus, and he is the center of all. It is never about an individual, but sometimes stories help us understand better who God is. So to make things very clear right off the start, this is about Jesus and not about my son or his girlfriend. So the story goes like this, or maybe something like this. As Douglas and Jesus rented a bike built for two in China, they decided to take the tandem for a ride up into the hill country. The scenery was beautiful. Around every corner, the flowers were more vivid and the trees stood taller. As they struggled to climb the hill, as difficult as it was, the grass swayed. From the gentle breeze was just, just more awe-strucking. The animals in the distance were beautiful. And that gentle breeze just, just cooled the sweat off their faces. It was a great climb, and both Douglas and Jisoo loved creation. They could not soak up enough of the beauty that was before them. Finally, they, they came around that last corner, and they could go no further. Douglas was dripping from sweat as he was getting off the bike. With shortness of breath, Douglas looked at Jisoo and wondered if she was pedaling at all. He asked her, Jisoo, were you pedaling or were you just looking around? Oh, Douglas, dear, she responded. I was doing something very important. I made sure that we would never roll back down the hill, so I engaged the brakes the whole way up. The story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead is fascinating. So let us spend a little time walking through that. Mary and Martha, they were good friends of Jesus. Lazarus was their brother. Lazarus became sick, deadly sick, and he finally died. However, before he died, 
the sisters sent word to Jesus. Lord, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, the sickness will not end in death. No, no, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. The interesting thing is, it's kind of what happens next. We read the story that, that Jesus loves Mary and Martha very much, but he doesn't pick up and go there immediately. He, he just stays where he was for another two days. Was Jesus living with the breaks of life on? Doesn't it appear that way? Should he not have immediately got up and gone to Bethany so that Lazarus might not die? Or at least if he did die, he could bring him back to life quickly so that Mary and Martha did not have to suffer so much? Were Jesus breaks on? Why did Mary and Martha have to go through it in the first place? Does this not seem senseless? All these questions. But may we demand an answer to these questions. Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus, and nothing came back. Nothing. Do you think that was right? Should Mary and Martha have received an answer? If we jump quickly to verse 21, where Jesus finally comes, we hear these words from Martha. If you have been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, Jesus, why are you making me suffer so much? This is your fault. Jesus doesn't answer the question. It doesn't seem fair. But then why would Jesus not give an answer? Doesn't Jesus owe us a response? of why he waited. In this situation, people like to jump to to that famous passage in Romans 8, verse 28, which says, And we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his good purpose. And we say that in the end, it will all work out. And we say this easily, but Lazarus is dead, and Jesus is nowhere to be found. But we know the rest of the story. And he will come and raise him from the dead. But stop. Just stop for a moment. Jesus did not have to come to raise Lazarus from the dead. There were a lot of people dying in those days, and Jesus did not raise them. For four days, Jesus did not come or give them an answer. But the hard thing is, We cannot demand an answer. We can ask. We can ask all the questions, but we can't demand. We look at Jesus as that he has the brakes of life on when he did not come to Bethany immediately to raise or to heal Lazarus. We think that Jesus has the brakes on life when he doesn't fulfill what we think is needed for his kingdom to become more full today. We need to look at the other way around. It is everyone else who has the brakes on. Demanding an answer from Jesus is putting the brakes on Jesus and what he is trying to accomplish. Demanding an answer to to trying to control or to steer Jesus in a direction that you want him to go 
It is saying, wait a minute, Jesus. That's not the way it goes. Are we allowed to ask Jesus why someone dies? Of course. And he wants us to. Are we allowed to say to Jesus, you know, this makes no sense. Yes, we are. However, we can't demand an answer because that leads to controlling. Why did Jesus wait four days? We don't know. All we know is this, that it is for God's glory and not for ours. In the end, Jesus will be glorified through it. It's not about us, and it's not easy. Finally, Jesus says to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Bethany, the town that Jesus needs to go, is just on the other side of the hill of Jerusalem, about two miles. See, Jesus was just there a little while ago, and they tried to stone him, and now he is going back. Jesus is walking towards those who want to kill him. Jesus is walking towards his own death to raise someone from the dead. Jesus is walking towards his own death to raise one from the dead. How ironic. His disciples tried to put the brakes on Jesus by saying, don't you remember? They just tried to stone you and now you want to go back? Jesus responds with this. Are there not 12 hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by the world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles and he has no light. One day this past winter, as I was on my way driving, I had to pull over because the roads were so dirty and wet, and, that, and so was my vehicle. I, had a, I was heading south into, into the country where there are no more street lights. And it was dark out. The lights in my car were so dirty and could not see anything and no light was shining through. As I took some clean snow, cleaned the lights, it gave the opportunity to see more clearly and follow the road. Jesus says the same thing. Walk by day or walk in the light and not in the darkness where you will stumble. Open your eyes and see clearly. And then Jesus told the disciples that Lazarus was dead. When he and his disciples came to Bethany, they found that Lazarus was dead for four days. It is now we enter into the heart of the story. Listen again to these verses. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And he who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Mary and Martha, Mary and Martha's brother just died 
And Jesus asks her the question, Do you believe I am the resurrection and the life? If life is like pedaling a bike and Jesus is on the bike with you, trust me, Jesus does not have that brakes on. Not at all. And not even in the face of death. Jesus is not saying, hit the brakes, pull over, consider for a moment. No. He's heading full stream ahead, and he's asking us to do the same. In the face of death, do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? This is not some doctrinal question that we ask in our theology classes, in our catechism classes, in our Bible studies. But this is a question that Jesus asks Martha and asks you in the face of life's reality. Martha did not know that that same day that Jesus was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Today, in your life's reality, whatever that may be, whatever you're walking through, do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Jesus puts that question in front of Martha and Mary and us. He is asking us to completely trust him. He's asking us to put our hope in him. Not tomorrow, but today. No matter what is happening, is happening in our lives today. Are you convinced? Are we convinced? And will we always keep our eyes focused on Jesus, who shines brightly and is welcoming us home? Or are our brakes on? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life, and Jesus is the resurrection. Do you believe? Do you have to hit the brakes? Do you have to pull over and consider? Do we as a church guys say, hey, well, let's, let's get a mission statement first, and as a body of believers, let's, let's just stop and pull over. Or do we move full steam ahead and trust and follow Jesus together as a community of believers. But what does it really mean that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Martha took these words as in the second advent, as, as in the second coming, that Jesus will come again and take his children to be with him. People in those days believed in the doctrine of resurrection, which means that those who die will be raised again. However, Jesus is not necessarily talking about the second advent because the language is, he's talking about is the here and now, even though he might be speaking of both. The emphasis, the emphasis is on the here and now. I am, he says, the resurrection and the life. Today, I am, says Jesus, the resurrection and the life. In other words, to live life to the full or with complete abundance you have to be in Christ today. The book of John reiterates that so, over, so often, over and over again, and especially in John 10.10, 10, to live life in abundance, to die from the worldly pleasure and to be, be reborn in the Spirit is only found in Christ. To be resurrected in the new life can only be done in Christ. Christ is that resurrection. We are to keep our eyes focused on Christ. Today, 
Jesus is that resurrection and the life. In other words, if you believe today, you're not walking towards the light. No, but you are in the light now. It's not futuristic. The resurrection and the life is here now. You're experiencing it now, right now, today. Martha, dealing with the death of her brother, states this beautiful confession. Yes, Lord, I believe. I believe you're the Christ, the Son of God, who came into the world. What is your confession? And the story continues with Martha finding Mary and Mary deeply distressed as she meets Jesus. Jesus sees the depth of Mary's pain and weeps. Jesus loves Lazarus and weeps for the loss. When asked about believing that Jesus is the resurrection of life, this is not asked outside of the reality of pain and suffering. It is not that Jesus says, if you believe in me that all the pain will go away. No. And not only that, Jesus himself weeps for the loss of Lazarus. He himself weeps. There are still many questions unanswered. Let's just look at a few of the questions, not necessarily trying to answer them, because we can't. Let's consider a few. In the four days that Lazarus was in the tomb, was the body decaying? Was a miracle already happening the moment he died so that he could physically rise from the dead four days later? Or as Martha said, if the stone was rolled away, there would be a strong stench. But was there a stench? Did the body start to decompose and then reverse when Jesus spoke the words? When Jesus heard the news that Lazarus was sick and you knew he was going to die? Was, he already, was Jesus already praying to the Father of how he would interact with his dear friends? Did Jesus already feel the pain of the loss of his dear friends four days earlier? Instead of seeing Jesus doing nothing, when Mary and Martha told the news of Lazarus being sick, was Jesus being active without anybody knowing what's going on? There are a lot of things we don't know, but I believe that Jesus was and is always active, even if it appears he is doing nothing. What Jesus does is so mysterious. It is beyond anything we can imagine. He can only ask us to, ask us to, to take the brakes off and follow him. Whether that is pedaling relentlessly up a steep hill or soaring at brake speed down the hill. Just trust him. And now we come to the conclusion of our message, of the passage. The stone is rolled away. Jesus looks up in heaven and says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man 
came out. Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and the dead is raised. Death has no victory over Jesus. The stone is rolled away, and death ceases. The tomb cannot hold the dead. Nothing can hold you if you believe in Jesus. Death itself tried to hold both Jesus and Lazarus did not work. And in Jesus' own life, it failed because Jesus is the resurrection and life. The stone is rolled and death has lost its grip. In Christ, we have no fear and our hope is found in Him. When we live with Jesus, there's no need for breaks. We can take them off and throw them away. They're just extra weight that will slow you down. One more look at this Bible passage. And let's just back up just a little bit. And let's look at the words spoken to Jesus. When Jesus asked the mourners where they have laid Lazarus, they replied to him, Come, come and see, Lord. And with this, Jesus responds to all his followers across the nations, across time, across history with these words, that are found in John 21 after he himself was raised from the dead in verse 21. And this is what Jesus says. Come and have breakfast with me. A new day is dawning in Christ, for our hope is in him. The night can be dark, but today is a new day. The light shines forth, and Jesus invites you, invites all of you in the resurrection and life, Come and have breakfast with me. Amen. Let us stand and let us sing when we walk with the Lord. Hymn number 548.